some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that. Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So, so good luck. Okay, good luck. You say rock bottom, but like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What What is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go, okay, today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going, how much worse can it get? Ooh, we down. I'ma hold you, hold me down. Over you, somebody get your beat down. We ten toes, two feet down. We down, yeah, we down. Something on my books, come visit. I know you would do the same for me. I know that if anybody came for me, I know it ain't a thing to bang for me. Need you to know that it's the same for me. More than a homie, don't nobody know me better than you. How to get me back together like you. When I fall apart like I always do, I ain't never not knew who to run to. Baby, that's you. Ooh, riding with me since they were go. Always there when I need you, so. Bring this song back and over, show that. Shotgun in the whip, sit down. See you whenever they see me around. We ten toes, two feet down. We down, we down, yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Maybe we down, yeah, yeah, down, yeah, yeah. Ooh, we down. I'ma hold you, hold me down. Over you, somebody get your beat down. We ten toes, two feet down. We down, yeah, we down. I said I got you. Stay down ten toes. Say the word, let me know. Call me and it's a go. Call me and it's a go. She love me cause I got T-Rex Come give me head till I'm crashing You know you look good to me Come pull up in the hood with me Yeah, ain't no limit, get the swipe in I'ma ice you out and have you ice in Please touch it, get you like you trifling I told her be nasty with me, P don't be classy with me Know you got class in the week, but you gon' stay Stay down and I might get you a
Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to episode 290 of the Hoots Podcast. That's right. We're 10 episodes away from eclipsing the 300 mark here on this podcast of Hoots. It is just truly a nefarious part. Adam, talking to you live from the Good Brothers Studio in Chicago, Illinois, for the last time in 2021. Recording this on New Year's Eve. It's uh, 11.35 here in Chicago as I'm recording this, and I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season with your family. And uh, just want to say a big shout out to each and every single one of you taking time to support this podcast uh, this year. I really believe that 2021 has been a really good year uh, for us as a podcast as a whole. I really would say that this year has probably been the best year of our show from a quality standpoint. And uh, numbers and all that extra stuff has been really good to us too. But I would say um, this past year was really, uh, really successful year for us uh, as far as content is concerned. And I just want to say thank you for uh, uh, checking it out and uh, listening to the show every single week or watching the videos. When we do have like a live full edition of the podcast with video, I do appreciate those as well. But uh where you enjoyed the what the hell is wrong AW segment or DSU or any aspect of the Hoots podcast, we do appreciate the support. And uh, as we get closer to 300, I'm going to let everybody know like where my head's at as far as like the future of the podcast. And I wanted to uh, continue to be a, a part of your fixture and your wrestling experience. We're going to keep pushing this uh, show through Russell Bay season and see where it goes from there. Uh, but it is very important that we do reach the 300 mark of the podcast, and I want to at least get to that point, and we'll see where the future lies there. Uh, the show is heading into a sixth year of existence, and um, I, I I always say I didn't think this show would last more than two months, so the fact that we're 10 episodes away uh, from reaching 300 is really, uh, really gratifying and really humbling. And I just want, it's thanks to all of you who take the time to send questions or just listen to the podcast, even if it's for five minutes or you don't even listen to the full show. I, I appreciate anybody that's taken the time to watch or listen to this podcast over the years. And it really means a lot to myself and Brother Carter and everybody who's been a part of this podcast. Speaking of podcasts, I want to give a big shout out to, uh, Referee Tony S, the good brother, uh, for having me on as a guest on his podcast, The Heat Podcast. We recorded this on uh, last Sunday uh, during football, uh, day after Christmas Day. And it was actually the last day I felt a little bit normal. Uh, like I said, I've been feeling off this week and just trying to push through with the transcripts. Um, you know, I wanted to do some little extra content and preview more in-depth with Wrestle Kingdom, but... You know, this is what happens when you get sick. Uh, but anyways, uh, I just wanted to say a uh, big shout out to Tony for having me on as a guest on his podcast. And uh got to share a little bit of my life story and my background to where I am right now. And it's a, it's a really uh, revealing uh, uh, interview and um, opened up a lot about a lot of things that I don't really mention about on this podcast. And uh, it's uh, it was a pleasure being on his show. Check it out; it's the Heat podcast. It's it's really good. You should subscribe to it. And I want to thank Tony for uh, giving me the platform to uh, 
uh, be myself and just uh, speak for the heart. And I appreciate him uh, having me on as a guest on this show. So, um, you know, so think about it going into 2022. Um, I would love to appear on some more podcasts. If there's some podcasts you think I'd be a good guest on, uh, let me know. But I, I would love to do some more guest appearances or maybe be interviewed more in 2022. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, you know, to be interviewed and talk about the transcripts and the process behind it and the purpose behind the site, that'd be pretty cool. Um, by the way, make sure to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. That's my baby. That's my website where I do all the transcripts for your favorite wrestling shows. So check out that. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now, depending it's an Apple podcast, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast from, please follow the show. Subscribe, leave us a four or five star review and rating uh, on Apple Podcasts. It not only helps expand the reach of the show, but myself and Brother Carter want to gauge on what you guys like or dislike about the podcast. And um, I just want to say thank all of you for, uh, again, just listening to the show each every single week. So let's let the people know where what you like about the Who's podcast and where you want to see it grow in 2022. And, um, as we get closer to episode 300, I'm going to be bringing back some good brothers that you've heard before on the show, and uh, I'm just really excited to reach episode 300, which should be coming up in a couple of months or so. I think the beginning of March will be our 300th episode. So again, just thank you everybody for the support. It really means a lot. Uh, with all that being said, I guess it's time to get to the Good Brothers Q&A session, as we always do here on the podcast. Uh, if you want to participate in the Good Brothers Q&A session, all you have to do is uh, send me a question at Josh Lopez Media or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. It's a pretty e- simple process to check out the podcast each week. And I do appreciate those who send questions. And we don't only just talk about wrestling. We talk about life, sports, a bunch of shit. So uh, I do appreciate those who take the time to send out questions. So we're going to start out per ritual, as we always do with uh, Chris Zaletta at XTZaletta24X on Twitter. Uh, shout out to you, Oos. Hope you have a wonderful, happy new year. Uh, he says, what up, Oos? Here's some questions for the Q&A this week. Next Sunday and Monday, who will be the first head coach fired in the NFL? Um, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer. Uh, those are the two off the top of my head. I can't really list out everybody. But those are the ones that like ring off the top of my head. Uh, Happy New Year, Mr. Rivera. I hope you're doing well, my man. I miss you. God bless you, sir. I miss you. Um, yeah, I think it probably Matt Nagy and Mike Zimmer, which is kind of ironic that they're NFC North co- uh, coaches. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, those are uh, those are the uh, uh, th- those would be my picks as far as who would probably get fired. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Anyways, uh, next question. What match are you looking forward to the most for Wrestle Kingdom? I got a couple. Uh, I got to say the lineup for Wrestle Kingdom, and we'll make predictions for it later on. Uh, I, I got to say the lineups for both night one and two are very, very good. Uh, I think for me, of course, it's got to be Okada and Shigo for night one. And then uh, I'm really excited to see... Uh, uh, Naito and Jeff Cobb for uh, night two. I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, Ishii and Evil never disappoint. That should be a good match as well. Um, 
You know, I'm also excited for Kenta and Tanahashi in their no DQ match for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so there's a lot to pick up out of the litter. I can't really just pick one particular match, but this really good cards for both events coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. So I'm just really excited. Uh, this is like the Super Bowl of Japan wrestling, and I'm just really excited to uh, check it out, and it should be a really, really good time. Uh, it should be a good time uh, covering Wrestle Kingdom. Which, by the way, this year will be my um, seventh Wrestle Kingdom that I transcribed, which is pretty cool, right? So um, just really excited. It should be a blast. I'm really, look, really looking forward to uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I probably won't get any sleep, but it's going to be worth it, and it's going to be a, a good time. So uh, check it out, uh, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. All right, next question for Chris. He says here, any personal New Year's resolutions? Um, I personally don't believe in resolutions because uh, I'm a person that doesn't need to have, like, a list of things I need to do. Uh, I just go about what I want to do and what I need to do. Um you know, what I'm looking into 2022 is just to really start getting into the process of actually working in the wrestling business. And I think that's probably where my head's at right now as far as things I want to do. Uh, personally, if there's stuff that I feel like I need to improve on or anything like that, um, I like to say just, you know, spend less time on Twitter. Probably one thing if I had like a resolution is probably just be like spend less time on Twitter and just post your articles and then let people argue and do their thing on Twitter and just mind your own business. So, and I, I really been working on that over the last couple of weeks. Like you see me, I really, I rarely tweet anymore during like live shows or like dynamite per se. Cause Wednesday nights, like a two hour, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say it here. Uh, you get the drift. It's like a hand gliding. Uh, you got your knee session for AEW. I don't. I don't join those nights or any night. There's like a WWE here. That's like a cesspool. Uh, so anytime I can stay away from Twitter, uh, it's a good thing for my mental health and energy. So that's probably. If I had to pick out one thing uh, to do for uh, 2022 is to stay off of Twitter more and just share your articles there and then get out. Get out! <laughs> uh, next question for Chris. He says, whose side do you think Paul Heyman is on? Uh, I think he'll be on the side of the Tribal Chief. Will you be watching any of the bowl games this weekend? Uh, that'll be a hashtag no shot. Um, I'm not really a big fan of college football. I've never been a fan of college football, so that'll be a hashtag no shot. Um, next question. Who will be the final three playoff teams in each conference of the NFL? That's a great question. Okay, let me pull up the uh, standings here for the NFL. Um I wish I could do this off the top of my head. I probably could if I wasn't feeling ill this week, but uh, let's see. We got to do the standings first. Um, hubba, hubba, burning love. Burning love. <laughs> okay. Uh, conference. Okay, here you go. Here's the uh, current standings. Um, I think for me, 
will go down to uh, the Colts. Uh, Patriots, I think, will get in. And then I think um, I'm going to say the Chargers are the ones that get the final spot. So if it's me, I go with the Colts, uh, Patriots, and Chargers to the ASC uh, wild card spots. And then uh, for the NSC, uh, Cardinals. I think the Rats are going to win the division. So uh, it would be the Cardinals, uh, Eagles, and... I don't know. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> wild card spots all over the place. Why not just give it to the the 49ers? Why not? <laughs> so uh 49ers, um Eagles and Cardinals will be my uh wild card spots for those teams as well. So yeah, th- those are my picks there. Uh let's see. Next question for Chris. He says what thing you like to see uh, from MLW New Japan Impact AW and WWE in 2022? Uh, one thing for MLW, I like to see more of Alicia too. Uh, more Alicia too, the better. Uh, so <laughs> that's my obvious pick there. Uh, let's see who else uh, for New Japan. I like to see more emphasis on uh, triple threat matches, and you know. And, you know, elevating the way that these cork and host shows are uh, not booked, but the match cards for some of these events. Like, I get you want to have preview tab matches of big singles matches, uh, but I don't feel like every New Japan show that's not a pay-per-view needs to have six six-man taxi matches. You know what I mean? I just like to see a little change-up in the match order and the match uh, decisions uh, for New Japan in 2022. Uh, impact, um, you know, I just like to see them actually focus on what they're doing and stop trying to fit in with everybody else. Like, you know, like they wear it's a badge of honor, this whole forbidden door concept, but honestly, it hasn't done them any favors in 2021. So I just feel like for them, just focus on what you need to do and uh, find a way to get yourself in a better uh, visual aspect to your audience than going to a fucking casino hall in Vegas or the studio in Nashville. I, I just feel like from a visual standpoint, it looks like Impact comes off like low rent at times, and uh, I like to see that change. Um, AEW, uh, you know, I like to see some more competency uh, in uh, <laughs> the officiating crew. Um I like to see a little less emphasis on Orange Cassidy and those of the Orange Cassidy realm. Uh, so maybe I'll add more on today and what the hell's around AEW. But uh, WWE, um, kind of similar to New Japan, um, it's cool to have like tag matches and rematches and stuff where you want to build up for a big pay-per-view match. But I feel like, uh, you know... Deciding TV matches, I think, is kind of a lost art. And uh, there's a lot of talented wrestlers out there. And you can have a lot of good matches on a lot of television shows. But having the match just for having the match really doesn't mean anything. So I like to see some more variety in the matches that are selected on weekly television. 
just that process of it, I would like to see uh, change in 2021. So that would be my answer to that question. Uh, then the last one here for Chris, he says, thoughts on Tony Storm and WWE's mutual split. Do you think she ever was going to be one of the top women in the division? Where would you like to see her go? Um, I really have no comment on this because I, um, I'm not emotionally affected by this. Um, I'm always going to be on the side of performance. If you don't want to be somewhere, don't be there. So I'm not going to come in here and blame the company and do all this spiel and do the whole IWC team. Uh, I'm just going to say that I wish her nothing for the best. Uh, I think she had all the potential in the world in front of her to seize the opportunity to be a top performer on the SmackDown brand. And uh, I, I don't know what her situation is. I don't know why she decided to left. But at the same time, same time, I don't think I need to know why she left. Nor do I think anybody else needs to understand why she left. She made her decision for herself. And, um, you know, I'd like to see her pop up on Impact. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or maybe NWA. I think that'd be a good fit for her. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, I wish Tony nothing for the best. But uh, I, I don't, I don't want to get into some situations like, oh, here goes WWE letting go of their good talent. You know, like. It doesn't matter what your promotion is. If you have people who don't want to be there, they shouldn't be there. It, it, it's really that simple. You can blame creative to the cows come home, but at a certain point, when you're only uh, the only thing you use to blame things that happen are creative, that that well starts to dry up a little bit. You have to come up with different reasons. So, uh, anyways, uh, my thoughts go out to Tony. And hope she's in good spirits. And I hope uh, I wish her nothing well. And I wish her nothing but the best uh, in whatever she decides to do next. So, um, thanks for the questions this week, Chris. I really do appreciate it, brother. Uh, next question we go to uh, Psycho Nagiri. Nate uh, the Great. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Psycho Nagiri. He says, Do you think Wrestle Kingdom should be three nights or was two enough? Um, you know, for me, Preferably, I would like to have two. Nate, uh, I don't have an issue with them going three nights due to the fact that it is New Japan versus Noah. Uh, I'm not happy with the fact that the New Japan Noah show is just tag team matches. I'm not happy about that. But, you know, having conceptually being New Japan and Noah, I'm, I'm fine with it being a third night at Wrestle Kingdom. But if it was me, preferably, I'd probably say, like, you know, um, two nights is good enough uh, for for me as far as like what a Wrestle Kingdom uh, event should be. Same thing applies for WrestleMania. Um, who's one person you hope wins more than anyone else at Wrestle Kingdom? Oh, that's easy. Uh, so, uh, Toby here, Ishii. That's that's it, my guy Ishii. I hope he wins at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, would you like to see more main roster folks pop up in NXT from time to time? I mean, sure. This is a situation where you have guys on uh, Raw or SmackDown who kind of lost the shuffle and not doing anything important. Uh, I would like to see them pop up on NXT. I like to see them show up on NXT UK. Um, obviously, a lot of things get away, especially COVID, of course. But uh, I just want to see these performers go out and do their own thing and. You know, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing other guys or girls throughout the calendar year, you know, make visits to 
uh, NXT. I think it'd be good for them. A little change of scenery doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, I don't think it's a demotion. It would be the way I look at it. Uh, but I'll just say that for me, I think that'd be kind of cool to have some people from the main roster show up uh, to NXT and do some stuff there. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> last question for the podcast this week. Uh, when you consider writing transcripts therapeutic, uh, therapeutic, is it fun or just work? Um, that's a great question. Uh, they, I, I never felt like it's work, at least for what I'm doing right now. Uh, I feel it was kind of like work at times when I was at WrestleZone because I was dealing with their politics and it wasn't a good experience for me. I know it's like a popular dirt sheet website, but it wasn't a good experience. I did. There was a couple people I enjoyed working with, but the the environment and just the behind the scenes of that uh, website was not fun to deal with. And that was during the time where I was first starting to make money and stuff like that. And I just didn't feel like I was uh, treated properly for the amount of time and effort I was putting into that website. And, you know, you think you'd be rewarded for the amount of attention that your transfers were doing. And we had we had this thing at Russell where they have, like, the trending topics and, like, what's the most, like, viewed articles. And during that time period, uh, uh, my articles were outranking, like, the big rumor copy and paste stuff from Meltzer and Alvarez, you know what I mean? And every time you look at that one hot section, it's always dominated with the transcripts. And um, I take a lot of pride in that, and I stand by the work I did at WrestleZone. But that was probably the only time during my career of making transcripts that I felt like, hey, this is like work, this is not fun. But ever since then, and what I'm doing right now, uh, it's therapeutic in a good way. Like, it's a good release for me. It's a, uh, a distraction in a good way where I can uh, block out everything else that's in my head that I'm dealing with throughout the week. You know what I mean? And I can just focus on what I need to cover for that day, type out the article to the best of my ability, and give it out to the people. And um, I'm, I'm very humble in the feedback that I do get for the, the transcripts and stuff like that. Uh, it's therapeutic in a good way, Nate. Uh, I'm having the most fun I have in my career so far. I feel like I'm at the top of my game as far as the quality of the transcripts that I'm giving out to everybody. And I just hope people enjoy it. I hope they enjoy the transcripts for what they are. And I hope it's insightful. And it's, I hope it's a uh, tool that people use uh, for their podcasts and stuff because – uh, I had the website there as a point of reference for people. I don't. Ha- I have the the website as a tool to be a point of reference for everybody. That's why I do. It. I don't share my bookie takes. I don't have star ratings. I don't have match ratings. I'm not. Tell- I'm not. I don't have any agendas to any of the uh, transcripts I do. It's um, it's a hundred percent effort into every show that I cover. And I hope people enjoy it. Uh, so I would say it's not fun, but it's definitely therapeutic for me because it's a, a release and, a, uh, and an escape for me from real life stuff that I deal with throughout the day. So uh, a basic question to wrap up uh, the last Good Burners Q&A session of 2021. As always, if you want to participate in the Good Burners Q&A session, all you have to do is hit me up at Twitter at Joss Media or send us questions to the Who's Podcast at gmail.com.
really quick before we get to our next segment, uh, I like to say that this week's uh, podcast is in dedication to the late great Jeff Dickerson, who uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this week at the age of 44, uh, battling a brutal case of uh, colon cancer and um, gone way, way too soon. Um, I've had a chance to interact with Jeff Dickerson over the years and uh, glad to say that I admired his work and we uh, talked about wrestling here and there and stuff like that. He was a wrestling fan and uh, he was a really close friend and brother to uh, my mentor, uh, Jonathan Hood. Um, you know, Dickerson and Hood was a popular national radio show on the weekends on ESPN Radio nationally, and Jeff was the lead uh, Bears uh, reporter for ESPN 1000, and he did a phenomenal job. He was one of the best reporters, one of the best on-air guys in the city uh, for the last uh, 10, 15-plus years, and the guy... Uh, had an amazing heart and how he carried himself as a human being. Um, you heard it from anybody this week on radio or on TV talking about how gracious he was and how strong of a person he was and how positive and how optimistic he was, uh, even during the darkest times of his life. And, you know, he lost his wife a couple years ago um, to cancer as well. And, I my thoughts go out to Parker, his son, his entire family. My thoughts go out to Hoodie and everybody at ESV One Thousand. Um, you know, even though I haven't worked for ESV One Thousand, I feel like I'm close to the station for the number of times I've interviewed uh, there and get to know some of the people there, like Cap and Randy Merkin and those people. And uh, in no matter what tier of the media business you're in, especially in Chicago, you kind of know a little bit of everybody in some way. And um, I have, I have always admired Jeff Dickerson. Has there been times that I've agreed to disagree with some of the stuff he said on radio? Of course, but that's just the, the charm of the game. But I've always admired the person that he was and how he was as a human being. And um, I'm going to miss J.D. and his uh, humor and stuff like that. And uh, he was an amazing human being and just really uh, brought me down uh, – this week, uh, seeing that news, uh, I hate seeing that, especially a guy, uh, you know, just trying to do his best to raise his son on his own, have to go through that. It's just a terrible tragedy. I feel really bad for Parker and his parents that are still alive. It's a terrible loss for their family. And it's been really cool to see the, uh, the outreach for Parker's GoFundMe account. It's been plastered all over social media this week, which has been really cool to see that from Ash Schefter and everybody uh, donating and doing what they can to support uh, Parker and and the Dickerson family as a whole uh, during this rough time. So I just want to send my condolences to uh, the Dickerson family and, of course, uh, my guy, Jay Hood. Uh, uh, thank you all of you guys and it's a terrible loss. There will never be another person like Jeff Dickerson. So um, I just want to say rest in peace, Jeff Dickerson. We'll see you down the road. All right, folks, when we come back, I'll talk about what happened this week in WWE right here on Who's Podcast. Yes, sir. Paul, it's been one week since you were fired by Roman Reigns publicly. 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 Yeah, that. 
get that little dig in there I, pub publicly. Paul, I can assure you, I'm not trying to get anything in. I'm, I'm trying to give you the opportunity to tell your side, talk about what happened. What happened? What happened is I told the truth to Roman Reigns. And, and, and it was a truth he didn't want to hear publicly. What happened was because I told the truth, I got fired publicly. Smashed in the face. Publicly. Embarrassed. Humiliated in front of my peers in the entire world. Publicly. What... What happened was, I told Roman Reigns the truth, and I paid a price for it, publicly. Well, do you now regret telling the truth? No, because my, my role as special counsel was to tell Roman Reigns these uncomfortable truths. My role as special counsel was not just to protect Roman Reigns as a, as, as a personality, as an intellectual property, but, but, but as champion. And make no mistake about it, Roman Reigns is the greatest universal champion of all time. But he needs to be protected from Brock Lesnar. Paul, now what? What's what's next for you? I don't know. What do I do now? I go to NXT. I cherry pick a top talent. I start all over again. Not at this stage. I put every bit of my heart and my soul and my spirit into serving as the special counsel to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, because I believe in Roman Reigns. Without that, maybe it's time for me to acknowledge that my career is most likely over. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hoots Podcast. Interesting piece of audio there from uh, Paul Heyman and Caleb Braxton for the Christmas Eve edition of SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown was in, uh, of course, in Chicago, part of the two-week taping there at the Rosemont Horizon. Um, very interesting piece of audio as we head closer towards day one. And like I said, the title of this week's episode is called The Countdown to Day One. And um, record this on a Friday before SmackDown. Tonight's SmackDown is going to be a top 10 moment of 2021 episode. So basically all the build through uh, uh, day one is over. And we'll be covering that pay-per-view tomorrow night on ProWrestlingTrashTrips.com. And what I wanted to do for this segment this week uh, was to give you the predictions for day one and how I see things going. Uh, and then... Uh, talk a little bit about XUK as we wrap up uh, the this week in WWE segment in 2021. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, really quick, a couple things I wanted to mention uh, from some stuff I liked uh, over the week of television. Uh, I want to say that uh, the <laughs> the Miracle on 34th Street uh, street fight with uh, the Usos and 
Mad Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre and the New Day. I thought that was a lot of fun, very entertaining. Uh, also, I enjoyed parts of the gauntlet match uh, for the IC title opportunity, especially the portion with Sami Zayn and Ricochet. I thought Ricochet had a fantastic performance. And, um, you know, Sami Zayn's going to be fighting Nakamura at uh, day one, so that should be pretty cool. And then real quick from uh, Raw this past week, because Raw's actually one of the few wrestling shows besides Dynamite that was actually live this week. And had actual content where it wasn't a recap show. So, um, another solid night of wrestling from uh, Detroit, Michigan this week. I thought this week's uh, <laughs> Raw was really, really good. Um, continuing the kind of mini feud that RK Bro has with the Alpha Academy. Uh, you know, for it being a short match, having a match like Rayor and o- Otis was kind of like the kind of template you want to use for a good, solid TV match where. Both guys are beneficial towards the end of the match, and I I just love the match layout for Orton and Otis. I thought that was really good. Wish they got a little bit more time into the Matt Riddle and Chad Gables match, but that was what it was. Um, the Street Profits match with the Mysterio family for the finals of the Arcade Brotherment was really, really good. Uh, Street Profits won that match. Um, <laughs> let's see what else so we had here. We had Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson's with his presence, unfortunately, on Raw. Uh, good to see Carmella on my TV screen, as always. Um, enjoyed the match with AJ Styles and Paul Cruz. Again, I just thought it was a really solid show from top to bottom. Hell, even the match with uh, Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler was pretty good, despite the whole DQ ending. Um, but the main takeaway from Raw this week was definitely the, uh, the wedding renewal of Miz and Maurice. I got to tell you, man, I really enjoyed this segment. It was a lot of fun. It was great to see Eric Bischoff on my TV screen. I I, I got a big pop out of that. Uh, but also, just the whole dynamic towards the end of that segment was great. And then to have the whole brood bath to close out the show, I thought it was a nice touch as well. So, uh, uh, Raw this past Monday from Detroit, Michigan. If that was the last live show for WWE in 2021, I thought they went off on the bank. So that uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's get to some predictions for the 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 pay per view that takes place on New Year's Day. No, <laughs> uh, we're gonna start off here. We have a pre-show match with uh, Cesaro and Ricochet taking on Rich Holland and Sheamus. I think Rich Holland and Sheamus will find a way to win that match towards the end. Um, let's go backwards towards the main event. Um, let's start off here. RK Bro against Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team titles. Um, I actually have the Street Profits beating RK Bro for the tag titles here. Um uh, yeah, that's that's my pick. I think that's what's gonna go down. So I think the Street Profits will upset RK Bro to start out twenty twenty two. How about that for a take? Uh, I got Drew McIntyre going through Mad Cat Moss. Uh, as far as Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan is concerned, I think this is gonna be a very good match. Um, I'm very happy for Liv that she's getting her spotlight right now. But again, I just don't think it's time for her to have the championship, and I don't think she's gonna be in the title picture going into WrestleMania. So. Even though this is going to be a little brief mini program, it's good to have Liv in that realm of possibly being in contention. But 
there's levels to this, and Becky Lynch is the best female performer in the world right now. So I gotta say, Becky Lynch retains the Raw Women's Championship. Um, as versus the Miz, I think this is a toss up for me. Like I, I, I'd be fine if the Miz won, and if something where they set up a potential mixed tag match at the Royal Rumble with uh, Beth Phoenix and Edge and Miz and Maurice, I think that'd be cool. Not only for the fact it's a mixed tag match, but also if you look at the Royal Rumble over the last couple years, uh, just to tie in with Edge and Beth Phoenix making their returns in the Rumble matches in 2020. Uh, you know, Edge winning the Royal Rumble last year, and then uh, this year to have Edge have his first match with his wife, I just think it'd be kind of a cool, ironic three-year story uh, to play out this. So, um, I find, regardless, I think there would be shenanigans in this match, but I find with either guy winning this match, if you want my honest opinion. I have the Usos Lose no, actually, I have the Usos retaining over the New Day. Uh, New Day's been having the Usos numbers over the last couple weeks, so I think the Usos will retain here. Um, let's go with the fatal four way match here Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. I think Big E will retain some way, somehow. I think Big E will retain, but. I will say this, I think Big E and Bobby Lashley will fight each other at the Royal Rumble uh, for the WWE title. So, that'll be my pick there. And then, um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Some way, somehow, the Tribal Chief will walk out of Atlanta with the WWE, uh, the WWE Universal Championship. Just acknowledge him. That's all you have to do. you got to acknowledge the Tribal Chief. So, that'll be my prediction for that. So, that's all my predictions. No, for day one. Um, last thing I want to mention here as we wrap up this this week in WWE segment, uh, I just want to say that uh, I want to give a big shout out to NXT UK. Uh, I, I tell you guys each week, it's my favorite brand that the WWE produces each and every single week. Uh, it's just a really fun show. If you enjoyed the old school aspects of professional wrestling and storytelling and how to get one feud over to the next, and just the overall vibe of the show, uh, NXT UK is definitely my vibe, so I just want to send a big shout out to uh, all the people and the ladies and the gentlemen down there in the NXT UK, and you know, I hope they have a chance to have actual takeover events in 2022, uh, knock on wood, hopefully they simmer down with COVID, but uh, I just really hope that the people in ACK get their flowers and uh, spotlight because they truly, truly uh, deserve it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happened this week in WWE. Don't forget, tomorrow I'll be making uh, the transcript for day one on ProWrestlingTranscripts.com. Coming up next is our preview for Wrestle Kingdom 16 right here on the Hoops Podcast. Did you miss me? I've missed you. Long time I see. I'm back in Japan. Feeling great, actually. Feeling fantastic. Can Shingo and Okada say that? Are they going to be able to say that on January the 5th? Because on the 4th, Shingo and Okada will go to battle for the uh, interim IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Then they have the honor of facing the real world champion. 
I have been traveling around the world since my injury, facing the world's finest. Still unpinned, still unsubmitted, and still undefeated. And that whole time I have been doing that, I've been staring at this. Because to you guys, to the fans of the world, this is just a logo, a cute little lion mark logo that is synonymous with New Japan Pro Wrestling, where to me, this is a prophecy. For 50 years, New Japan have been looking for that lion. And here I am. I am that lion. I have been waiting my whole career to main event at Wrestle Kingdom and it is finally going to happen. Whether it's Shingo or whether it's Okada, it doesn't matter because there is no one stopping me from feeling that destiny. Best of luck to the pair of you guys because you are going to need it. And the world will find out that there is only one IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And his name is Will Osprey. Alright folks, back here, ready to rock and roll. You just heard cops from Will Osprey for the final uh, Road to uh, Tokyo Dome show on December 24, which was uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> Ironic, right? Decided uh, to uh, give out, excuse me, our predictions. No, for the Wrestle Kingdom 16 taking place in Tokyo Dome. I'm only making predictions for night one and two because... Uh, uh, night three, uh, which is New Japan versus Noah, will be taking place next Saturday, so we'll have time to talk about it next week and make predictions for that show. So, strictly Wrestle Kingdom Knights one and two predictions right here on the Hoots Podcast for this week. All right, here we go. So, to start off on Tuesday, will be a opening pre match. Rambo, the final four uh, participants in the Royal Rumble match in this uh, uh, pre-show that they do annually will be fighting each other in a fatal four-way match on night two for the KOPW Provisional Championship. I think they'll be anywhere with uh, Toriano, Chase Owens, um, let's see, uh, Yoshinobu Camaro, and Doki. That'll probably be about four <laughs> picks there. <laughs> um, Yo and Show. Show will be accompanied by Daytogo. Um, I am going to go with Show to beat Yo. This should be an awesome match to kick off the event, but um, I'm going to go with Show to beat Yo. Um, we have a six. We have two six man tag matches that we got to talk about quickly here. We got Hiroshi Tanahashi and the Mega Coaches taking on. Bull Club members Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, and Al Fantasmo. Uh, I'll say that uh, Bull Club will win that match. Also, we got Naito, Sonata, and Bushi taking out Will Osprey, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. It'll be great to see Osprey back in the ring. His first New Japan match. So that's going to be pretty cool. So you get two nights of Will Osprey matches. Um, I am going to go. Well, it's interesting, too, because we have a preview of not only uh, Naito and um, Cobb, but we also have a preview of Sonata and Great Okan. So this match should go either way. I had the United Empire winning this match. Um, 
Um, but I have Will Osprey put it away, Bushi. So Bushi will take the fall here. I have no idea who Shibata is going to fight, but this match should be contested under catch wrestling rules, so there will be no strikes allowed, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to go with Shibata to win. I just don't know who he's fighting yet, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, we have Ishii against Evil uh, with Tick, uh, Dick Togo. Uh, this match for the Never Overweight title. I have Ishii retaining. I have Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi taking on uh, Dangerous Techers for the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team titles. I have Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto winning. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see who else we got here. Um, El Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi. I think Hiromu Takahashi will defeat El Desperado and become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. I also have Shigo Takagi retaining over Okada. I know there's going to be shocks of some people here, but I have Takagi retaining over Okada uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. This was a toss of two. I would not be surprised if Okada wins. But uh, with the story here, I think Shigo will retain here. And it's kind of four foretailing my pick for night two. So let's get to that. Night two uh, here. Uh, we have a three-way tag match for the IWGP, uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. It's Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, a.k.a. Fly Tiger, taking on Ishimori and Fantasio and the Mega Coaches. I have Ishimori and Fantasio uh, winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. We have a Starlight... Uh, st- we have a Stardom... Uh, tag team spotlight match here. We have um, Mayu Itani and Starlight Kid taking out Tam, Nakano, and Sayakano Nani. I got Itani and Starlight Kid winning that match. Uh, Yano obviously retained the uh, provisional KOPW 2022 trophy. House of Torture, uh, Evil, Yujiro, and Sho taking on uh, Chaos, Hiroki, Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo. It's going to be a rough weekend for the House of Torture, but rightfully so. I have Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo winning this never openweight six-man tag team titles. Has Sonata defeating the Great Okan. Have Naito defeating Jeff Cobb. Um, I have Hiroshi Tanahashi, unfortunately, beating Kenta for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And then I have Shigo retaining over Will Ospreay. So... Really, just going over, looking at both these cards for night one and two, like I said during the Q&A earlier, it's going to be a fantastic event for New Japan. Uh, these Wrestle Kingdom events rarely, rarely ever disappoint. Um, so, I say go on your way to check it out, whether it's on New Japan World or on Fight TV. You can also check it out there. I think I'm probably going to watch it on Fight TV. Um only because uh, Fire TV has a better pause option where I could like do the transcript. Uh, I I love the New Japan World Service, but when it does like the live feeds, it's hard to really like transcribe the matches with how their system is and stuff like that. So like I, if if you ask me like which uh, streaming platform is the best when it comes to transcribing shows, it's either Fight TV or Peacock. Uh, I, it's been very helpful for me with WWE shows as well. So. Um, anyways, uh, those were my predictions for Wrestle Kingdom uh, 16. I'll have the coverage for both events on ProSpectTranscriptions.com. So, with that said, it's time to give the people what they want. One more 
restaurant quality edition to wrap up 2021, the most controversial segment in all of professional wrestling podcasting that started right here in 2021. No, actually 2020 during the pandemic, but really came to prominence in 2021. I am speaking of the widely known and widely affectionate segment known as What the Hell is Wrong with AEW? We're going to start this off in a three- Two, one. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. 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 It's time for What the Hell is Wrong with A.E. All right. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with AW? AKA, what is it wrong with AW? And I don't even know where the hell to start this week to wrap up 2021. But we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the thing. Let's get into it. What the hell is wrong with AW? Uh, First and foremost, before we get started here, I'd like to uh, scroll back to our Dynamite transcript. Uh, we had the return of JR, which was great news to see. Um, you know, JR's been dealing with uh, some form of skin cancer, uh, so it's cool to see JR was in uh, remission and he's cancer free. Um, so it's great to see him back on commentary this week. Uh, I want to play a piece of audio here uh, before we get into the shenanigans which is always aw but let's play this really quick hey it's me one of the biggest ratings draws in all of professional wrestling don't believe me google it and today we're going to talk about unsafe working conditions you see last week i was thrown over the top rope with reckless abandonment by that untrained outlaw hack sting seriously does anybody know who trained that guy i don't yeah because he wasn't mm. the man was revered when he should have been released and i can assure you if I was working for a much more professional wrestling company, things like this wouldn't happen to me. But I suppose that's a conversation that needs to be had as we get closer to the bidding war of 2024. CM Punk. <laughs> you claim you wanted a piece of me. You claim you're a man of the people. And yet the people want to see us go at it more than anything. And you refuse to give that to him. You stayed away from me the entire match like a gutless coward. Well, guess what, Punky? I'm over it. You're yesterday's news. You were merely a distraction for my ultimate goal, and that is for me to hold pretty platinum. Mm. Mm. But why settle there? War Dog, I'm going to need you to stop chasing the hug on that cute little powerbomb symphony you're yes. doing and just start chasing some dubs so you can qualify for the Face of the Revolution ladder match where the winner gets a shot at the TNT title, which I know you'll win, big man. You're great. But when you win it, you're going to need to relinquish it to me. What's that? Okay, I had a feeling this would happen. Spearsy, smart march just right outside. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. grab him? Sir! This guy, what is this? It's just, it's, it's in the contract. Yeah, right, right here in the contract. Section 3, Article 13B, I, Wardlow, hereby acknowledge that in exchange for employment with MJF, LLC, and full pinnacle membership, privileges, all services provided under this contract are considered work for hire and as such, all merchandise, royalties, intellectual property, created or conceived, and championships won or collected as product of my efforts, Immediately and forever in perpetuity, the property of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Always have a plan, right, Max? Just like I have a plan for Jade to win the TBS championship. Cool. Spears, disappear. No problem. 
Now, in the meantime, starting next week, I myself am going to start ranking up and getting some W's so I can become not just the TNT champion, but the AEW world champion. Why? Because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you. And you know it. Hearing the comments right there from um, MJF. Uh, one of the good things here uh, for this week's edition of Dynamite. Uh, this week's Dynamite was dubbed New Year's Smash. It was the uh, final show for Dynamite in uh, TNT. And uh, rightfully so, it ended up in Daly's place <laughs> um, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, there's just something in the water in Jacksonville where these Dynamites go to shit and just the edge of the Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars just permeates through AEW Dynamite. It seems to amaze me each time they're down there for these Dynamite episodes, but um, uh, we started off, as we usually do for these Jacksonville Dynamite editions, with a not a six-man tag, not an eight-man tag, but a ten-man tag. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a ten-man tag team match. A ten-man tag team match show, where it's FTR, the Running Lip Man and Private Party, Private Party, uh, take it on <laughs> the Jungle Express, Christian Cage, and the Lucha Brothers. Move, 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 move. Running into the ring, doing dumb spots to the outside, running into the ring whenever you want. And by the way, you want to guess who the referee for was for this match? Oh, yes, Mrs. Personality herself, Aubrey Edwards. Some things never seem to change. <laughs> um, yeah, this show started off with two Mud Show tag matches. Uh, it wasn't only this one. We had Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful taking on uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Hey, Tony Khan, can you stop shoving Daniel Garcia down my throat? And it's like... So, 2.0 are happy that they're not in NXT anymore, I guess. I guess that's the whole stick from them now. Uh, so, they're, they're out of NXT, so now they can act like the Young Bucks and the Dark Order and all these teams from the Indies where they have no tag psychology. They run into the ring whenever they want. Uh, they can barely hold the tag rope, and they can't have a simple tag match with their life dependent on it. Um so I'm I'm watching the like first forty minutes of this show, and it's going on and on with these malaise cluster fuck outlaw mud show tag matches. And I'm like, is this shit gonna end anytime soon? And I'm like, I'm also watching this and I'm asking myself, does anybody really care about this? Is anybody really getting any over? Is anybody getting themselves over in this process? Only thing that I took away from it is that we're gonna have a Lucha Brothers match with the Jurassic Express probably at Revolution or sometime beforehand, and we'll probably have like a Eddie Kingston Daniel Garcia no DQ match. Whoopity do! So like the first forty minutes of the show, just malaise tag matches that have no purpose to it, and I, you guys know my. Thoughts on it? It's just outlaw muncho bullshit. It's it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to transcribe. 
it's not fun to watch and sit there. If you're just a, a move fan and you don't care about rules and you can do whatever you want to ring act like it's the Wild Wild West, more power to you. But for me, who covers the shows each and every week, like these these matches are not good. They're not good to watch. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably fun to watch in person, but for me, watching it at home, it's not fun. It's not entertaining. It's just there. Um, and I'm like, well, okay, here we are. Uh, another uh, multi-person tag match, and well, let's see what happens next. So you heard a clip from MGF there. Um, I also like to say I enjoyed the Thunder Rosa and Jay Cargill match. I thought that was really good. Um, let's play a little bit <laughs> of this uh, Sia Punk promo. Uh from uh, Dynamite this week. I've never been to Daly's place. I don't even know what the setup is. Where's Jim Ross? You know, I come out here and I immediately get to thinking how awesome it is to see you back here sitting at that booth. You're the best to ever do it. I'm glad you're back to work. And it's awesome to see you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm all about giving people their flowers when they deserve it now because I give Jim his flowers and then I get to thinking about this place. And I've never been here, but this has been a home for AEW. And it gets me thinking about Brody Lee. says anything to try to minimize the impact that that man had it just makes me feel sorry for them because it means they never met him I sat at home and I watched the tribute show to my friend from this place and it made me want to come here so then I get to thinking about Maybe somebody who's not worth my time. Maybe somebody who doesn't want to be here. And speaking of internet trolls, yeah, I'm talking about MJF. MJF is a Twitter troll in the flesh. He is somebody who talks a big game, but when it comes down to it, you don't say that stuff to your face. He hides behind a keyboard or Dax and cash I saw it with my own eyes last week you saw it with your own eyes last week somebody who's smart enough to say that the people want to see CM Punk get his hands on MJF but is also stupid enough to say something that he's as good as Roddy Piper in Portland when Roddy Piper laced up his wrestling boots and we all saw last week MJF laced up his running shoes, didn't he? Yeah. 
not sure if you guys heard, but MJF says he's done with me. Honestly, I'm fine with that. I got the team with the legend Sting. I got the team with Darby Allen. And we beat FTR and MJF. So hey, I understand if MJF is afraid, if MJF is scared, if he don't want none, he doesn't have to have none. I myself am looking towards bigger and better things. I heard him say it too. He's talking about the gold. He's talking about becoming the AEW champion. Jim Ross will attest to this. You always hear people say, if you don't want to be the champion, you probably shouldn't be here. And that's true. I want to be champion too. There's beginnings and there's endings. And being here, CM Punk, first time in Daly's Place, a place that has been so good to AEW. The last Dynamite on TNT, we're moving to TBS. There's bigger and there's brighter things on the horizon for CM Punk. So MJF, you are a waste of my time and you are an even bigger waste of con money than Tim Tebow. about 2021 and you know recording this on New Year's Eve I, I definitely say and believe it or not as I'm recording this segment I am thankful for AW for um, bringing back my favorite wrestler I will say that I am thankful for AW for bringing back CM Punk and um, you heard it right there that, that's the CM Punk I fell in love with uh, <laughs> uh, as a performer and uh, a mentor and an idol you know this you know Punk's the man and uh, I wanted to play that promo again just to showcase, you know, like he said, nobody can touch him on the microphone and nobody can touch him in the ring. He is the best in the world. And um, I'll, just, uh, I'll say one thing that I am thankful for uh, 2021 is the fact that CM Punk came back to wrestling. So big shout out to you, AEW. Well, I will say, while I do say that, we also have this. So one thing I've noticed with Dynamite shows or just any general AEW shows that take place in Jacksonville is that you have sloppy tag matches, you have way over long taping sessions of dark and elevation, and also you have 
believe it or not, <laughs> a heavy emphasis on the Rhodes family. We're going to wrap it up with this. You want to ask me, hey, Josh, what the hell is wrong with AW? Well, I'm not going to go off on Dan Lambert because I thought Dan Lambert was the saving grace of this segment, but what you want to know what the hell is wrong with AW? Brandy Rhodes. Enough said. <laughs> um, just watch the same for yourself and enjoy the misery. On that note, <laughs> that is what the hell's wrong with AEW this week. This has been What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Folks, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me for our final edition of the Hoots Podcast in 2021. I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. We will be back here next week to recap what happened at Russell Kingdom and Day One, so be on the lookout for that. Just make sure to subscribe to the Hoots Podcast right now. Anywhere you get your podcast from, type in Hoots Podcast, leave us a four or five star review and rating on Apple Podcasts. That is a four or five star review and rating on those platforms. Also, make sure to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at Josh Lopez Media, at Josh Lopez 94 at Josh Lopez Music on Instagram. Also, if you want to uh, check out my appearance on Referee Tony's podcast, go check it out. It's version 5. It's uh, the Heat podcast. Make sure to type it out and support Tony's podcast as well. And um, again, like I mentioned earlier, this week's podcast is in dedication to the late, great Jeff Dickerson of ESPN 1000 and ESPN NFL Nation. Uh, a wonderful man and God and taken away from us way too soon. So remember, folks, be the authentic product that is yourself. And remember, uh, nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself. I love you guys. Have a happy and wonderful new year. We'll be back here in 2022. Ten episodes to go. And the countdown to 300. We'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy day one. Enjoy Wrestle Kingdom. And we'll talk about it all right here on the Hoops Podcast. Yes, sir.